0: AB good evening and welcome back.
1: Ah, Good evening and thank you for having me once again. How are you? I am good. How are you?
0: I'm um, well thank you. How best would you define a relationship be that it's platonic or otherwise?
1: Uh, I would define a relationship as where or rather a good relationship as a relationship where the needs that you and I have. I meet your needs and you also meet my needs and in that exchange or that meeting of needs I do not step on your toes or I don't get to a point where I abuse you or the responsibility that you have as my partner.
0: Could there ever be a time, especially as you speak about needs? Because then I would imagine if one is not meeting your needs, it could be that perhaps they prioritize in theirs and therefore would most certainly be dubbed to be selfish, right? Yes. Could there ever be a time wherein the one party is actually fine with having to prioritize the other one's priorities?
1: Yes. We we do do experience. uh, moments like this where you find that someone is in a relationship and they know that their needs, their needs are not being met. But because they've been in this relationship for so long, maybe they might be afraid of starting afresh or they might be afraid that what would society say about me leaving this relationship or if maybe it's a marriage? What would they, what would people say about me or even my family? You find that some people are afraid of either people's opinions or even starting afresh. They, they, they go with the notion that the devil that I know it's better than the devil that I don't know. So in those cases, we find that someone is in a relationship where they know that I am not treated well in this relationship, so they just stick into that relationship.
0: Talking about how one can be scared of societal perceptions, let's look at um, friendships as well as family relationships because those also have their ups and downs. Mm-hmm. What's the best way for one to deal with those in light of the society that's also looking at them to have someone have a way to sort out their differences, if one can put it in that way?
1: Okay. And one thing that we should take into account, especially whether it's in family relationships or even outside, don't forget that the person that you are dealing with is an individual. In other words, don't judge me as maybe your brother or your sister, if we are having our difference. Don't treat me as a stranger that you don't know. Remember that if you and I come from the same environment, we might think, that you might think equally because the environment that we are in has shaped us. You might find that because we are in a family, maybe from the family that I come from, or the way we deal with conflict at home is that I shout or I make noise. And you might find that when we have got those conflicts, I might raise my voice and you might find that for you, because maybe you grew up in an environment or even a family that's very quiet, calm, and collected. You might find that me doing that because of the environment that I, I come from and versus you and your environment, you might find that that's where we are having miscommunication. You might find that I think that the best way when I have something that I want to share with you, let me raise my voice. But you find that, no, for you, you just want me to become. So it's in those cases that we find that. So in those cases, I would suggest that we sit down maybe whether we are a family or we are neighbors or whatsoever. Let us sit down and let's talk that. This is the way I would prefer that when you and I have got miscommunication or when we are disagreeing, please address me in this way. Now, when I know that as your neighbor, you want me to address you this way, then I would know that whenever we've got a disagreement, I won't be using my style of communication because that style of communication that I'm used to, it might be a style that you are not used to. So in those cases, that's where you might find that things will escalate.
0: One could easily say that communication is also somewhat relative depending on where one is Mm -hmm. because for now especially if we're looking at um, a family wherein age plays a huge role so the older ones always get to have the upper hand at the expense of the younger ones, right? Mm -hmm. What's the best way for one to address the importance of a balanced communication especially in a family relation?
1: I think the best people who would address this issue of communication, it would be the first, the parents at first, because you know what we do at home is determined by what the parents laid out for us like let's say for example you might find that the our parents said that you know what guys do whatever you want and you might find that if i do whatever i want and you do whatever you want and when we are having those communication barriers you might find that i would want to do what i want maybe for me it's to shout maybe to even pick up maybe something to try to express my frustration towards you. But you might find that if parents lay out the foundation and say that here in this house, we are not, maybe for example, they say that for example uh, for the lack of a better word saying that we are not animals in this house but we communicate carefully we sit down, maybe we hold hands and try to look each other into the eyes and treat each other as our brothers and sisters. If that's the barrier or if, I mean, excuse me if that's the foundation they laid that we should use this type of communication when we are communicating at home, then it would be easy for us as brothers and sisters to communicate well but if there's no uh, there's no method or there's no there, there's no way that or a standard that we are using as a home you might find that I learned some things on the streets and you learn some things on the streets and I want to use whatever I learned on the streets whether because maybe I am older than you I might say because in the streets when I'm older than you I can even punch you or I can even be verbally uh, maybe st- verbally abusing you I could do that because there's no pattern that we should be following as a family
0: in terms of giving the parents the go-ahead with being the lawmakers, it would make perfect sense because they are the leaders in the household. But what happens when the younger ones, it could be the children, and, and feel as though it's the parents who are not holding the end of the stick in terms of making sure the relationship is beneficial to everyone. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, things like this do happen a lot where you find that because maybe the father says I'm the father or the mother says I'm the mother. Then they decide that, you know what, this is the high road or the low road. You take whatever I say or not. So in these cases, you might find it's where rebellion starts in the family because now the father is not doing what what he said that we should do as a family. So in those cases, I would suggest that let us, let us all... Appreciate that sometimes I will be wrong, and sometimes I might be right. Or sometimes the things that we agreed on, they might need to, us to revisit. You might find that if we said that let's not do one, two, three, five at home, but because the children have grown, maybe now they are they are in, in an area whereby maybe they have got their own needs, or now they are even older that they they, they they think that the things that we had we have been doing as a family are now stepping on their rights, or they are not good for them. Let's go back to the table and let's reevaluate that this is the best way that we had agreed initially about doing this and that but because you have grown or because we have grown as parents and we as the children let's re-evaluate these things and let's let's come up with better ground rules
0: We're talking how to work on good relations with loved ones and um, my guest is A.B. Mamabulu What are your thoughts? Get in touch with us on WhatsApp 079 295 1212 and you can also call us on 015 Zero one three five. There's also the option of leaving if you feel as though a relationship is toxic, mm-hmm. be it in a family, a friendship, and or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Is that always the best option? It
1: depends, but most of the times you find that uh, people don't want to put in the work. Let me give you an example. Uh, my friend created this documentary that he had shot and the documentary was based on the people who are living in the streets and one of the guys who had left home because they had disagreements at home he decided that you know what I'm not going to stand for this I'm just going to go and try to live my life do as I want or do as I please and while he was there on the streets and when, when he was being asked what do you regret most he said that I regret leaving home because I didn't want to, to deal with the issues that we had at home I thought that me being on my own or me doing my own thing would be better. But now here I am living under a bridge. I don't know when will I be eating. I don't know if I am safe. So you find that sometimes when we get angry at home or wherever because we've got miscommunications, immediately or at that moment, you might find that I think that the best way is for me to leave. But if I take some time and think about it carefully, or I take some time and talk to you and say that, you know what, Rebecca, yesterday we had a fight. I wanted to let you know that in that fight, these are the things that you said to me that hurt me, and they made me feel as if I don't belong in this family. Would you please maybe try to explain what you meant? And you might find that because I addressed you and we, we had a chance to, to communicate, you might say that, you know what, I am sorry, my brother. What I did was out of line please forgive me and in those in those instances then we mend the relationships but you find that there are other instances whereby someone doesn't even want to talk you know they feel that as if you know what you are here and i will do whatever i want or you can't even tell me anything or i'm not even willing now in those cases it's it's very tempting for you and i to want to live in those cases but i would also suggest that don't leave first. try to see if maybe you can't engage other family members so that Maybe older ones or grandparents, so that they will try to be the mediator between the two. But living, let living not be the first option. Try to first sort out, and if that doesn't work, then you can do that.
0: What would choosing to stay do to the individual's well being?
1: If you, if, if when you choose to stay and you find that whatever it is that you US- were. That you had agreed on, it's not working out for you. Then you you need to check that. Now here I am, maybe in this relationship. Now is this hurting me further? If you are get if instead of you getting better or resolving every or solving everything that the, those miscommunications or those problems you have, if you are not getting better, then staying would be very toxic for you because you might find that maybe you, you you get to a point whereby you even feel that maybe you are not loved in the at, at home or no one even appreciates you, or you get to a point where it's so toxic that maybe, maybe someone might even st- try abusing you physical. Maybe they might even try, uh, maybe using tools or other sharp objects or dangerous things to trying to to show you that you know what I don't want you in this family or I don't want to be in this relationship with you. And if it gets to that point whereby you you see that I can't do anything and it's very dangerous for me and my well being, so then in those cases then I think it would be best for you to live so that you don't end up maybe dying or something along the, the worst case scenario.
0: I want to believe that we've established, especially from the point of the person who is at the receiving end of the not so pleasant treatment from their loved one. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that when we come back from the break, you can just take us through the do's and don'ts that one should do directed to a person they have any relation with. Okay. We're talking how to work on good relations with loved ones with AB Mamabulo tonight. You're more than welcome to share your thoughts with us. Our WhatsApp line is zero seven nine two nine five one two one two, And you can also call us on 015 015- 1212. One five one zero one three five. We'll continue with the discussion after the break. And on our educational matters segment tonight, we're talking how to work on good relations with loved ones. And my guest is AB Mamabolo. Give us your thoughts on WhatsApp line is zero seven nine two nine five one two one two. You can also call us on zero one five one five one zero one three five. The do's and don'ts, especially from the people who quite often tend to be insensitive without knowing. Uh, Maybe let me put
1: the context. Uh, This is maybe some of the lessons that I learned from one doctor, Dr. John Gottman. And he says that for you and I to have better relations, there are four things that you and I need to do. Number one. Let's not always be criticizing each other. You can give good criticism when when I, when there's something that I'm not doing or something that you want me to improve. But in your criticism or when you're giving me criticism, don't criticize me in such a way that it ends up attacking me or it ends up making me feel that maybe, you know what, everything that I do is bad for this relationship or this family. The second thing that you need to do, don't don't attack or rather don't be so contemptuous to a point whereby I feel as if you are taking me psychologically. Make sure that when you are talking to a person or when you are communicating with your friend or your loved ones, talk to them in such a way that they don't feel as if you know what whatever it is or the needs that I have psychologically they are not being met, or rather that I am being abused. Make sure that don't make sure don't don't communicate in such a way that you will get your partner to be feeling that way. And also another thing, be sure that when you are communicating or when a matter is raised don't be defensive or don't get to a point whereby you feel that whatever it is that you are saying or it's always right you get to a point whereby you are always defending yourself sometimes you might be wrong and sometimes you might be right and there were other times where you need to take the high road where you shouldn't even be trying to defend whatever it is that you are doing but just take the humility road and say that you know what i am wrong so that you dismantle that argument and the last thing don't, don't get to a point Whereby you are withdrawing from conflict Sometimes when I express The frustration that I have with you It's good for me and it's therapeutic And I get to vent out And I get to take out that anger out of me But when you deny me that opportunity Or when you get to a point where you don't want me to express Whatever it is that I want to express You might find that I would feel that you don't hear me Or you don't even want to listen to me Or you're not even willing to, to, to invest In the relationship that it's beneficial to us So those are the things that we should do And we shouldn't do
0: Tabu at gate one says, "Guys, what is the best way to tell a spoiled brat to be considerate without being insensitive?"
1: I think that the best way is try to see or try to notice what is what it is that that that, that particular person whom you're saying it's spoiled. What are some of the things that you think that? to them it's spoiled because sometimes you might might find that you are saying that I am spoiled because maybe I do this and that or I want this and that and you might find that from the environment that I come from that was normal for me it was normal for my father or my parents to give me this and that and when it comes to you you find that no this is for you It, 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 it seems as if I am being spoiled so in that in those cases try to talk to the person and try to get what it is or what type of environment they come from or what beliefs do they have about one being spoiled and and the others that it's not being spoiled. So when you have got that foundation, then you can address the issue and say, you know what, the way you are behaving regarding this matter, I feel as if you are spoiled, or you are pretending as if whatever it is that you are doing, you are you are misbehaving in such a way that to me, I I find as if you you might be spoiled. Try to do this and that. And when you find when we do that and when we are working on common ground, you might find that we have got the agreement that you know what, I didn't know that when I do this, I was stepping on your toes. So please forgive me.
0: I want us to talk about the importance of um, the immediate relationship that one has from home and how that can then ultimately affect the kind of friendships and love relationship they get themselves into. And also just the importance of having what one could call a base, a, a somewhat just a good relationship from back home to determine that just as the listener asked about consideration, to determine that they then consider it to the next person they interact with outside of the home?
1: I think what would help us to be considerate outside is that try to have an open mind Cause you might find that because of the environment that you grew up in, there are things that you are used to doing, and maybe you've got a narrow perspective of how do people relate when they get into relationships. But when you open your mind and you are willing to learn from other people, you might find that what you thought is you being considerate might not necessarily be be considered to everyone else. You might find that the way that you thought that when you do this for me, it shows that I am considerate in this relationship. You might find that to other, let me say, let me give you an example. You might find that let's say you grew up in a family where it's romantic that maybe i or the man of the house would open the door for the women and all those things but to you that sound that sounds as if it's considerate i am considering your needs and i'm pampering you but you might find that someone else grew up in a very maybe active active home and they see that you opening a door is you if Maybe you, they are seeing that as you think that they are weak or you are seeing them as they're a weak person or a weak woman and you, and you, are, you, you think that they are less or they can't do anything for them. So try, in those cases, try to learn as much as you can about the other person and also even learn about other cultures or other families. That way you know that whatever it is that I'm doing, thinking that it's considered at home, it's not considered only in my home and it also translates to other people.
0: So it goes back to the issue of being open-minded. Yes. A question on WhatsApp. How do you advise your partner to invest in buying a house that, or rather than investing all his money on clothes and food? Money Uh, is quite touchy,
1: eh? Hey, money is very quite touchy. Uh, I would say that it's it's one of the conversations that we need to have when we are getting into relationships or whether... Yeah, let, let this be a conversation that we have because you need to ask me that. What are your views about money or what are the financial needs that you have that you might want us or this relationship to be able to meet for you? Now, if we don't have that conversation, you might find that for me for me because i always want more maybe i grew up in an environment where looking good was ultimate or looking good was the best thing that you could do you might find that whatever i do or every cent that i have i want to buy something nice that i would wear and you might find that to you that's wasting you have you might find that in your mind you're saying that no in my- As long as I've got this and that clothes, there's no need for me to buy other unnecessary things. Now, when we can sit down and have those conversations to say that, you know, what are the needs that you are expecting? What are the financial needs that you are expecting out of this relationship? Your partner would say that, you know what? I'm expecting that maybe later in the future let's have a big house or let's build this type of a house we would buy houses maybe rent them out have some extra income coming from those houses that we own now when you have that you'll find that you'll always be having a balance of the finances and also don't even think that your needs or your financial need is the ultimate thing try to also balance because you might find that for me if I don't want the clothes I might want the house and you might find to you the house is not important as long as we've got our own or a house that we've got a bed and everything so let's talk and let's also reach compromise If you need this and that with with regards to your needs of maybe feeling good because of the environment that you grew up, let's meet your needs and also let's meet my needs. So let's try to reach an agreement where we agree that, you know what, with regards to our finances, this is the best way that we can share so that both our financial needs are met.
0: So there's constructive criticism and then there's imposing. Mm -hmm. In terms of just as with the question we got from WhatsApp, when it comes to drawing the line between giving the next person constructive criticism Mm -hmm. as opposed to imposing what you believe could be the best live decision they've ever made. Mm -hmm. How does one strike a balance there?
1: i think for us to strike balance we need to be considerate of the other person if i don't know that to you when you are doing this it's good for you or to you it seems as if it's the best thing then i, w- I wouldn't know that which ways or how
0: ca- how best can i criticize you in a way that's constructive we have a caller on the line oh, right, we've lost the con- you, you're more than welcome to continue Ebenezer. As I was, uh, for
1: example you might find that i look a certain way and you might not be
0: comfortable with the way I look or maybe say... We the have issue- the caller back on line. Okay. I'm so sorry. Good evening and welcome to Conversations. Good evening. How are you? I'm well, how are you? I'm well, um, I have a question. All right. How do you go about about um, doing away with power balances in a same-sex relationship? How do you do away with power balances in a same-sex relationship? Yes. All right. Thank you so much for the call. You listen on the radio. Yeah. All right. First uh, finish off the point you were talking about and then we'll jump straight into that.
1: Okay, yeah. As I was saying, you might find that for me because I look a certain way, or maybe let's 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 give an example with weight. You might find that I am I'm weighing a specific amount of weight, and maybe for you, you think that I am overweight or it's not healthy. The best way is to talk to me and say that, my friend, I think based on what I think, I think that what you are doing could be dangerous for your health. Could you please maybe a try maybe exercising or reducing your weight? Now, if I do that. I'm, I'm expressing my needs And I'm expressing My concern towards you And your health When I do that You, you will take that As this is constructive But if I just come to you And I start using uh, Maybe uh, negative words And saying that No, no, no You are overweight my friend You need to change You need to be A better version of, your, of yourself You might find that You take that as defensive And it's not building you Or it's not good constructive So make sure that Whenever you're offering criticism Make sure that you Use beautiful words So that a person Would know that You are not attacking me Or my. Character, or you're not saying that there's everything wrong with me and everything perfect with you now when it comes to uh, balancing power relationships i think that the best way is let us have mutual respect for each other don't try to say that because maybe i'm a male or i'm i'm older than you then it means that my way it's the highway try to be respective of the other person make sure that in that relationship make sure that as much as you want your needs to be met also meet the other person's need so don't be don't be getting to a point whereby you're always pushing your weight around the person thinking, well, you know what, maybe you are experienced or you are older or you think you are better or maybe because other people said that you are better. No, try have respect for your partner or the person you've got the relation with and make sure that you don't impose anything that might not be good for them.
0: I, I find quite um, an interest in the question from the caller because it could be quite tricky in a same-sex relationship in that you you talk about toxic masculinity quite often. How does one then deal with it in a, in in an instance where w- these people are both males or they're both females and and such? Because then there's the issue of gender roles, and I was thinking that perhaps you could also tap into that to say, shouldn't th- should there be liquidity in that everyone can assume any role whenever, and that such should be discussed prior to the people getting really deep within the relationship and so forth.
1: I would think yeah, the the best way is that we need to discuss this. Let's say for example you and I are sitting or we we stay in the same house or we are renting the same house. You might find that someone is thinking that you know what I'm not going to wash dishes or I'm not going to cook because it's only women who cook or because the person grew up in an environment where it's women who cook and it's women who clean. Now in those cases let's talk and say that you know my friend or my, my partner you know for me I grew up in an environment such as this. But I feel that me doing these activities or sharing these responsibilities would be very valuable for our relationships as as friends or as neighbours or as roommates. Let's try to share these responsibilities. Now when we have that conversation when we can talk, you find that I would know that no, I wouldn't be having that mentality that these are the things that I would never do. But I am doing this because it's for the benefit of my partner or it's the benefit of my family member. So when we have got those conversations, that's when we can easily share responsibilities and not throw our weight around each other
0: let's squeeze in one last question from Makulati on whatsapp who says how would you advise a couple that have different views on life to communicate without judging one another
1: the best way for you as a couple to, to communicate i would say that sit down with each other and express to and express to each other and tell them that you know what these are my views that i have of life what are the views we have of life now we If you find you get to a point whereby you are not willing to change or to sacrifice those views that you might have, or it might even be beliefs that are not even true. You might find that I have got these certain beliefs towards women who go to this particular church or who do this and that. When we can sit down and express to each other, these are the beliefs that I have and we can question those beliefs. We should question those beliefs to see if do do these beliefs apply in this relationship. Now when you find that those when we are questioning those beliefs, they do not apply all the time. let 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 off let's let's sacrifice that you know what this belief does not serve this relationship so let's get rid of it and let's change it but when you get to a point whereby the other person is not willing to change or they are not willing to give up those beliefs and you find that you are always abusing each other or you're not treating each other well because i believe this you believe that then in those cases where you find that there's no agreement then it's best for you to split and you go and be with someone who's got the same beliefs with
0: That's where we're going to leave our discussion tonight. Ebenezer, how can our listeners get in touch with you? You can get in
1: touch with me on social media, Instagram or Facebook, at Ebenezer Mamabulo. And if you want to catch me or you want to uh, stay in touch, maybe via phone or via WhatsApp, my number is 071-639-7807.
0: Thank you so much, A.B. Mamabulo. From Talking All Things Relations, up next, we profile a local artist.